Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. My name is Sven Karlin and welcome to this dividend fertilizer stock analysis, a very defensive stock that might lead to even higher dividends, but surely pretty surely save dividends over time. The company I'm talking about is Nutrien. The stock price has been hit due to normal cyclical lower fertilizer prices, which might create a good long-term investing dividend opportunity. So the company was created two years ago on the 1st of January 2018 by the merger of Potash Corporation of Saskatchewan, the Potash producer and Agrium, the US retailer of agricultural products and fertilizers. The company has a lot of things going on for it. It has a pretty stable dividend, as I said, with good cash, fl- cash flows, positive long-term sector outlook as human population will probably reach 9 billion as the middle class is expanding more consumption of food, then there will be more demand for nutrients product it has great assets plus production plus retail really long-term lowest cost mines for potash it has good management the ceo of agrium has become the ceo of nutrient however it is a cyclical nature of cyclical nature and we are currently in an oversupply situation with a lot of idle capacity and capacity that is coming on that is pushing fertilizer prices down however all in all it has a positive investing outlook and we're going to go through a few scenarios and then you'll see how this fits your situation. So as I said, the company is producing potash mostly in Saskatchewan. They just closed some higher cost mines. It's also producing nitrogen, phosphates, but by the merger with Agrium, it has a strong, strong retail network all across North America, also in Australia, and now also growing in Brazil. So they have combined retail and fertilizer production and they say they are getting to about 600 million dollars in synergies just from that combination which is pretty significant on the current market cap of just 18 billion so the company is very stable due to the low cost production it's much more stable than competitors than the benchmarks and then the sector in general at whatever fertilizer prices they are making cash flows which is minimizing risks and they also given their scale they have also the ability to invest for better longer term returns grow scale what they are doing as they are now growing in Brazil for example so very interesting situation with the company unfortunately if we go to the stock price the market is seeing lower for longer fertilizer prices because due to the current crisis oil prices have crashed thus we use less oil there is less demand for ethanol which is a substitute thus there is less demand for corn plus a good season in Brazil of soybean production and that all pushes down the incentive to apply fertilizers and fertilizer prices go down plus there is overcapacity in the potash sector which does not bode well for the company however 
we see that the company is cyclical. If we look at the long-term trend chart, this is from the Potash Corporation of Saskatchewan. You can see that the price was around 10, 12 Canadian dollars in 2002. And now it is, let's say a 5X since then, plus with nice dividends over time. So the company did compound and does compound over cycles. There was really a boom period in 2007 with high demand for fertilizer as the market, the sector got surprised but by higher demand in China, also high commodity prices after the financial crisis, low investments led to higher prices, which then led to higher investments in the sector that now lead to low prices and oversupply. And this is normal for cyclicals, higher prices, lead to oversupply and lower prices, lower prices lead to less investments and likely future higher prices. The key when you are investing, if you're an investor, is that the company is compounding over the long term and Potash Corporation of Saskatchewan or Nutrien are doing that and you'll see later in the analysis of the company how are they doing that. However, on the shorter term, the stock price has been hit because analysts have downgraded it to sell on the basis of lower for longer fertilizer and food prices. So the sector will struggle in the second quarter of 2020 and potentially in 2021. So they have downgraded it on May 11 after the stock price has already fallen significantly. That's typical for analysts and they will likely upgrade it after the stock goes up 50-60%. That's normal, so keep that in mind when investing. However, we'll later see what does it mean lower for longer prices of fertilizer for the company Nutrien and its dividend and also as an investment over the long term. Potash prices have been low, have been subdued over the period and due to oversupply created when there was much higher potash prices, when it was more profitable to create those mines and investments that now come, come online because it takes 10 years to turn an idea into a production, productive mind. And now there is oversupply because the potential production has grown faster than demand. Despite the lower prices, around $230 per ton of potash, that has been the agreement with White Russia and China that usually sets the bottom for those prices. Potash Corporation of Saskatchewan or Nutrients assets are extremely low cost and they expect even lower cost in the future of $50 per ton, which means that if prices are $200, $300 per ton, relatively low looking at the sector, they will still have huge margins, still be very profitable and still be able to pay the dividend even if prices stay down for a few years. If prices stay down for a few years, there will others will be less incentivized 
to increase production because nutrient can also increase production by 5 million tons at extremely low cost because they have idle mines and they can just turn them on. So they are pushing away competitors with their low costs and potential to increase production. And that means that somewhere in the future, in the next years, we might have an upturn cycle. And if you nail that as an investor, then you can do really, really well, as we have seen in the previous stock chart. Those are incredible spikes if you take advantage of them. But let's continue with the outlook. We see that demand is growing is expected to grow as there is more need for food but we also have operational capacity that is growing in line with demand and that's pushing potash prices down which is also not good for the company we see here new capacity we are currently already in oversupply due to the lower ethanol and higher food production in uh, Brazil. And then if we look at the demand growth and we look at new capacity ramping up, we see that the capacity is even higher than the increases in demand, which will likely keep fertilizer prices lower for longer. But it's always the question about the long term here. And the long term is all about increase, the increasing global population, more consumption, middle class, more quality food, which unfortunately with the projections of lower arable land per capita leads to a higher need of fertilizers and potentially higher fertilizer prices, especially if the current low prices don't incentivize new production. And new production can come from projects like BHP's Billiton Janssen mine, they have already spent about 3.7 billion, they still need to spend 2 billion to add 4.4 million tons on production. They will make the decision in 2021 and if they say yes, we go on with the production, then it will come online only in 2025, but the market is already pricing in these kind of mines and also Potash Corporation Nutrient has the ability to add 6 million tons of production just from their current operations that are not running at full scale. On the guidance, on the fundamentals, they are looking for earnings of around $2 per share. But when it comes to miners, you have huge upfront investments that then produce cash and have high depreciation and amortization. So it's better to focus on cash flows than earnings. And I have here looked at their guidance still on earnings, 3.8 billion in EBITDA. If we deduct the interest payments, the tax, the depreciation, earnings should be around 1.1 billion or $2 in earnings per share. However, if we focus on cash flows, then I have to add back the 1.8 billion in depreciation on the earnings, thus we are at 2.8 billion, and then deduct the 1 billion in capital expenditures that are needed to keep the business running as is, we still have, even with these low fertilizer prices, around 2 billion in cash flows. On a market capitalization of 18 billion, that is 10-11% free cash flow yield or $3.5 in cash flow per share. They usually pay out between 40 and 60% of their free cash flow in dividends and 
that is likely to lead to a stable dividend of 5.2% at current prices. So if you're a dividend investor, then you might be attracted by this company. If we look further at the fundamentals, they have 8 billion in debt, but on the high margins that have on the great assets, also on the balance sheet, the debt is just above a third of equity. So it's unlikely that this will not remain investment grade company. But you never know what can happen. Why? It's unlikely because, for example, the Cori mine has 58 years of production now, 55 years of production ahead. The investments have been made, which leads to great assets, high profit margins and relative stability compared to the market and competitors. Now I have created three scenarios for this company. If the banks are right and we see lower for longer fertilizer prices, the current market cap is 18 billion. And I think that if in 2021-2022, if their cash flows go down from 2 billion per year to let's say 1 billion where they can only pay the dividend then the market capitalization might also follow to let's say 10 12 billion and at that point in time if people are not incentivized to build new potash mines we might look for over the next 10 years for another upcycle like we have seen in 2007 and 2000 11. But this is a possibility. This is the negative outlook. This is why the analysts of investment banks have cut this company to sell. However, if there is strength ahead and if the capital market projection and if the projection the management made on the capital market day is right, then we will see free 4 billion in free cash flows. We will see a 50% increase in the dividend if they keep paying out 50% of cash flows. That will likely lead to an improvement in the market capitalization of 50-60% and surely 30 billion compared to the current 18 billion. So this is a strength. This is the good scenario. This is the bad case scenario, but still it's pretty likely that they will keep the dividend alive for dividend investors. And then there is the, again, boom scenario. If we have lower prices that don't incentivize new production, new investments, and it's not easy to build a new potash mine. Many have tried K plus S and also now in Turkmenistan, etc. It's really, really difficult. So we might see another upcycle. They might make with their constant management improvements, synergies, 4 billion per year. That would lead to a 60, 80 billion market cap. And that's a free 4X alongside probable dividend stability and likely growth over time. So this is part of the research I did. If you want to read the 50-page report, I'll put the link in the description of the video on YouTube. And also, if you want to get such reports that I write, you might want to check my stock market research platform. I usually write one good report on a company per week. And if you want to read that and also get coverage as I cover this company and I wait it for to be a great buy, low risk, high reward. And if you want me to do that, you can check my stock market research platform. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you.
and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.